got a whole lot of loving just for you. I got all this loving, but I just want you. Welcome to Hella Radio. I'm Nora Rose. And I'm Sally. And I'm Kate. Woohoo! <laughs> We need to talk about Destiel. Um, this this week we're going to talk about uh, the Kripke era of Destiel and summarize everything that we have talked about, and it'll be a good time. So it's hard to decide where to start with the Kripke era because. Cast doesn't show up until season four. But as we discussed earlier in this podcast, we there there are a couple of episodes that are uh, relevant. They weren't written to be relevant, but they're relevant. <laughs> um, so uh, I don't know. I kind of want to start by talking about... Uh, how the 2008 writer's strike affected the show because uh, without the writer's strike, Dean wouldn't have ended up going to hell. They were planning on trying to figure out a way to get him out of that deal in season three. Yep. And... They ran out of time. <laughs> and uh, I think it was Sarah Gamble, am I correct? Who won, Who was pushing for the idea of uh, including angels? I'm not, I don't, you're probably right. I'm not sure who it was, but I know that he, Eric Kripke originally didn't want to do angels. Yeah. He but then was convinced later. Anything to do with angels. And then... And then he was convinced and we got Castiel and I mean, what more can you say than that? <laughs> I can't believe there is something I have to thank Sarah for. I know, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, meanwhile, I mean... reading posts about other problematic things with Sarah. And... <laughs> yeah. And we will get more into her writing when we, um, yeah, do in the, the Sarah next... Gamble era. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. that's gonna oh. be a that's gonna be a rocky road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luckily, it's only two seasons. So, mm -hmm. Eric Kripke, Sarah Gamble, uh, very interesting dynamic there. Um, and it's just interesting to talk about the behind the scenes stuff, especially when we have, you know, things like conventions all the time mm -hmm. where we're getting stories about behind the scenes and stuff. Um, someone take it from here. Oh. <laughs> I have a question, actually. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, so. I mean, we have talked about this before that Anna, I mean, half of like Anna's storyline went to Cass, right? Yes. So the, the question I have uh, is just like, why couldn't Anna have been like the one to bring Dean back if they wanted? You know, the thing I'm thinking right now, I'm thinking about Eric Kripke's this other show that basically has like the same uh, introduction of character mm. as, you know, with all the sparks and things and whatever, right? So if if we say that, um, I mean, that's what Eric wrote, right? So, uh, and I still think it is, it, it really is some of the best introductions I have seen. And in my head, I don't know if I'm like biased right now, but it is like a very romantic way to do that. So like, I'm thinking if they wanted to go that way, why couldn't ha they have had Anna uh, do it instead of Cass, you know? Like why introduce a, a, a character and just like kill, kill them off in like three episodes? I have a thought. 
Bring because it. Eric Kripke is misogynistic and wanted his introduction of angels to be a badass dude. Yeah. Well, and he played himself. He played I himself. I know, right? <laughs> because if they had planned to keep Cass longer than they originally had, he probably would have been played as being in a female vessel, like with Anna. But since Cass was originally planned only to be for a couple of episodes, they were probably like, it's fine, and no one will start shipping him with any of the main characters, right? Even um, though, what, what, what was it... Ah, it's like 43 minutes after he was introduced. There's there's an exact number out there of Yeah, go she, on. She's go gonna on. look it up. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, of this is when the first piece of fan fiction was written. It was yeah. within an hour yeah. of because, him being introduced. Yeah. And they were already having problems with the other ship that shall not be named not be named <laughs> but so they shouldn't have been surprised but i feel like they're so like you know straight white dude brain that yeah they were like not even thinking of, like it wasn't even on the radar is i'm sure yeah if they wanted to ungayify it they should have had it be a woman but yeah but I, they I think, yeah yeah i think we have discussed this before but like for some for for writers who are like who have written stuff like mint condition and uh fan fiction and episodes like that they're like in general they are so removed from i don't know it's like they're i don't want to say that they, like they are fans but they also have like no understanding of fan culture feels at yeah. times yeah you know um yeah, so I, I guess if they had been closer to that, they would have anticipated what was to come. Yeah. I think, again, I think we've discussed this, but I think the best representation of fan culture that we ever got was Becky's last episode yeah. in season 15. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically yeah. just that episode, because before Becky was to was make so problematic and to make, yeah, to be problematic and directly be like, this is what our fans are like. We wish <laughs> we wish we had more straight white guys watching the show. <laughs> it was yeah. just like, I, mean, I was. They have them like in Iraq. <laughs> they do. They very much do. It's in my notes. Um, yeah. So. What's fun, and I didn't realize this before, but Wikipedia has articles for each season, like their wow. own separate pages. And so okay. I went through to get like some stats and uh, on the season two page, they had, according to Special Forces soldier Master Sergeant Kevin Wise at a 2007 Supernatural convention, they had this guy at a convention. Oh my god. The DVDs most requested by armed forces personnel in Iraq and Afghanistan were the first two seasons of Supernatural. Oh my god. Yeah, that is what I was referencing. Yeah, I, yeah. I've read that somewhere as well. The, the, the Venn diagram of Supernatural fans, like, barely touches in the Seriously. middle. At and least we know that there really are people who only consume media on surface level, which is weird to me, but I guess. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? Uh, I am normal about media. Yeah. Having a normal No, one. you're not. You're literally <laughs> running a podcast. <laughs> about media <laughs> uh, oh man yeah I feel like that just that fact just plays so well into the ideas about how the show started as such like a manly man American road trip ideal but then completely doesn't realize what pitfalls it would fall into being that way yeah, like the misogyny horseshoes back around into well now you just have all men on this show so what are people going to do for you know romantic pairings <laughs> like and right. like oh you could have a dissertation I feel like on how toxic masculinity becomes ironic at some point and just mm -hmm. all the convolutions that it goes into <laughs> 
on that same topic, um, I may be kicking myself in the foot here with this by bringing this up because I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I'm hoping that one of you, uh, if not both of you knows more about this topic, uh, about how Eric Kripke started the show inspired by Jack Kerouac's on the road. Yep. 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 Either completely missing the point <laughs> or secretly awesome i can't tell <laughs> yeah so so tell me more about that because i really really know the bare bare minimum and i'm sure some of our listeners have absolutely no idea what we're talking about okay uh sally are you familiar with on the road uh no i've tried reading it and i just wasn't in the mood but i plan to read it at some point <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> This so, was before Supernatural. I just want to put this out there. Yes. I didn't start reading the book because of Supernatural. That's good to know. Uh, I read it in junior high or high school and was very obsessed with it for a long time. Um, and on the road, I guess we'll just go through basics. I'll try not to sound like an English teacher. Um, <laughs> but basically, it's a mostly autobiographical novel by Jack Kerouac where it focuses around him his character is named Sal Paradise and his adventures with his friend who in the book is named Dean Moriarty but in real life was Neil Cassidy and it just they kind of crisscross America during the 50s like during the beat generation drinking doing drugs, generally being slutty, <laughs> and getting into all kinds of hijinks. Um, what's not in the book is how extremely bisexual <laughs> Neil Cassidy is, because it was the 50s. So, of course, there's a lot of censorship around that. And But in real life, Neil Cassidy had an on-and-off-again relationship with Allen Ginsberg, the poet, and other men around the country. And it was a lot of, like casual encounters other than Alan and I think there was maybe one other guy but he also married several women and had children with several women legitimate or not and uh Kerouac also dallied in you know bisexual relationships but not to the same extent that Neil Cassidy did um so I don't know if Eric Kripke read the book and didn't <laughs> And didn't read anything else or, like, dive into the actual biographies of... Uh, I, I, I think I think Eric Kripke read the book in the exact same way that those people, those soldiers in Iraq, watched the show. Exactly. <laughs> they just took it for face value and they were like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to drive around the country and get into trouble and sleep with girls and completely ignore all of the other background, you know information about sexuality and everything else um so to have and especially to have dean uh, winchester named after dean moriarty just is the icing on the irony cake <laughs> can, uh, can i just add yeah. to this that that not only did he do that he also cast somebody who was like famous actor in soap operas mm -hmm. and looked right like that. <laughs> yeah with that <laughs> fucking face <laughs> right? and those eyes. Yeah. And those lips. Uh, I have, yeah. Like, just, uh, oh my god. <laughs> so, he, uh, I was looking up, like, uh, quotes and trivia and stuff on IMDb, but he was like, okay, I'm going to name the characters after Sal and Dean, but Sal doesn't sound like a main character's name, so I'm going to change it to Sam. Didn't the, he say also that it sounded too feminine? Oh, I didn't Sal see that, did. but I wouldn't be surprised if that was something he said. Uh, that totally drags. Um, <laughs> also, their last name was supposed to be Harrison as a nod to Harrison Ford. Because he okay. also he also based it, or he like pitched the show to the CW as like a supernatural version of Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. Yeah. With Sam being Luke and Dean being Han, obviously. Um, but there was a person living in Kansas 
and possibly in um <laughs> yeah i know this story, in yeah. in the town yeah and so they were like well we can't name him sam harrison because that's a real person <laughs> <laughs> and then there was another thing where he tried a different uh he tried a different oh john was supposed to be named jack and so his name would have been Jack mm-hmm. Harrison, but there was also someone named Jack Harrison living in <laughs> Kansas. So for legal reasons, they couldn't do that. So his name changed to John. Well, and, okay, yeah. but also it's beautiful. This is nothing to do with <laughs> bisexuality or Destiel or anything like that, but it's beautiful. I mean, maybe, okay. Anyway, never, never. Um, brain fart. <laughs> Excuse me. Um... So, there, obviously they went with Winchester because it's a gun. Yeah. Um, but I love that then when, uh, in It's a Terrible Life, when they're not brothers, they're Smith and Wesson. Yep. It's good stuff. <laughs> and also uh, Winchester is the name of Sarah Winchester, who inherited the Winchester rifle fortune, but thought she was haunted by ghosts and built oh amazing i didn't know that I didn't oh know yeah that either. so there's a place in california where she lived she moved after her husband died she married i think it was either the son of the inventor of the winchester rifle or the actual inventor i can't remember but she married him he died and she moved to california and she became obsessed with the idea that she was haunted by the ghosts of the people who were killed by the winchester rifle well because it happened during the either right before the civil war or during civil war i should look this up but <laughs> she moved to california and she had all this money she built a house but she became convinced that in order to keep the ghosts from getting to her she had to continually build the house so if you look up the Winchester house in California, it's this sprawling mansion with rooms and like stairs that lead to nowhere and hallways that just end and like windows in weird places because she was trying to Road keep trip? herself. Right. I want to go so bad. <laughs> and if you're into the paranormal, it's supposed to be super haunted and people get like EVPs Ooh. there all the time. But I just want to see like, it, I think it has like 50 or 60 rooms and it just is Whoa, this architectural like labyrinth of all this crazy stuff. So people in the trivia were like, we're not sure if he also intended to have that connection, <laughs> but there's a paranormal yeah. connection to the name Winchester. That's fantastic. So, it's supposed to be a really cool place with like tours and stuff. So California. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, Destiel. Destiel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. This show. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Yes. (laughs) How, How do we feel overall, I guess here's a question, about Kripke era versus later seasons. How do you guys? Oh, so conflicted. (laughs) Um, I think it's one, especially in terms of Destiel, I think it is actually one of the best eras. I think, I think that it's, it's so it's so raw and pure and just there's so much to it that's like so animalistic i don't even know like it's um and it's it's i i don't even know what i'm trying to say it's just i i think that it's very It's very pure. pure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like how Dean feels about purgatory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Especially once we get Cass in and you get yes. more of the religious righteousness overtones. Yes. yes. Yeah. I know. I know what you're talking about. I've also, when I was trying to 
research this, think about like what is the phrase or the word that I'm looking for. It's yeah. really hard to to uh, quantify, and it's not necessarily like that all the time. No, because seasons one through three have a different vibe. Yeah, four and five. But yeah, it definitely has this like righteous violence that we've touched on in previous episodes. Righteous and... violence. I like that. And I like that you said animalistic because it. there are definitely episodes where especially like, I know Sally, you haven't gotten to these yet, but like with well, uh, season two and um, Gordon, like having, yes, even though the portrayal of Gordon is very problematic and we could talk about it forever but like these different levels of where hunters come from in terms of like their background and their um attitudes towards hunting yeah it's just it's so it's it's like it's like a teenager (laughs) it's it's young and and Pubescent and horny and <laughs> and it's amazing. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I think like part of that is because like for me, for somebody who has only experienced creepy episodes in terms of like where it casts in, I think it, part of it is because of how how the intentions are real. You know, like those characters feel a lot more colorful than the characters in later seasons i mean the same characters you know like in the moment when you are watching a specific episode and you have no understanding of like what's before and what's after like if you were just to sit down and watch lazarus rising only i mean it it is a lot more impactful than if you watch like a selected episode from a later season yeah go ahead oh yeah oh no i just want to say something a little rude to the um uh heads of the show in later seasons it's interesting that you say that they're more colorful because yeah (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't talking about the visuals right (laughs) color color editors we're looking at you (laughs) Uh, but yeah yeah, because like the intentions of, of characters, like I feel in later seasons, it's, it's like doesn't change like logically. They just write them the way they want to write it, write them, and it is kind of like a symptom of a show going past what it was supposed to go. Yeah, the amount of episodes, you know, for, like because there is sure. like you are writing something and you have nothing to say, and then just you end up writing yourself in a corner and just like repeating that stuff and so on. Like that's understandable. So that's why for me the earlier seasons are i mean quality quality wise writing quality wise a lot better than later seasons even though like i i know this is controversial but i do love deb era i have to say (laughs) but yeah it has its it has its perks it has its perks well they yeah they all have their perks and they all have their like glaring problems (laughs) yes uh yeah that's really interesting that you said uh, teenage because I also have written here especially in the early seasons so get ready for it Sally when you decide to go back um, <laughs> early 2000s angst slash cringe yes yes it's grunge <laughs> culture it, it well cr- I said cringe with an yes C-R-I. but it's also grunge it is it is grunge but like it, I think about it reminds me a lot of um, the Star Wars prequels and how <laughs> They are very, like, it's a weird dichotomy between them not being connected with the fans, but being connected with, like, I felt like the zeitgeist of, like, emo culture and, like, whiny culture. As someone who grew up on the prequels and loved the prequels and still loves the prequels, I love you so much. (laughs) There's a special, we're about the same age, I have the same feeling in my heart for the prequels, but going back and rewatching them, it's like, oh, they were going for the vibe of the early 2000s, which was the world didn't end and now we don't know what to do with ourselves. (laughs) So we're just going to be really emotional about it. (laughs) 
And so it feels that way, especially the early seasons, because they don't have enough money for licensing, like, uh, licensed music. So they have, like, this really 2000s pop grunge soundtrack going on. (laughs) And the colors are all muted, which to an extent is really awesome, but then sometimes you can't even see what's happening. (laughs) And yeah, the vibes of, like, Oh, everybody that Sam sleeps with dies, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a lot of those kind of things, but then it also feels teenage and yeah, like the raw, passionate, you know, gung ho kind of vibes. Yeah, um, that it really feels like it's barreling towards something. But then, yeah, Sally, when they kept renewing the show, it was like, okay, now the stakes are getting like lower and lower. <laughs> But they're getting higher and higher at the same time. It's very strange. Right. Should we go we, to break? Uh, yeah, we can do that. Oh, but what did? If you was there something Sally? you wanted to say, Sally? Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys which one, uh, which season is your favorite from? I mean, from all five of Kripke era, era or the first three? I'm just curious. That's tough. It's between four and five for me. Um. I just felt like they were really, like, really structured well. Um, It might be for just because that's when we first got Cass and he was setting the stage for angels and everything. But yeah, it's it's a tight, tight race between four and five for me personally. It's actually a tie between four and three. I have a feeling you would say that. <laughs> three, three's really good. Three has a lot. I of cool really like in it. three. Yeah, I really love. I love the whole storyline with Dean. I love Ruby in three, and I think the fact that they had to squash it down to so few episodes really elevated it yeah i agree i was reading that but also yeah season four yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i was reading that about the writer strike and kripke was quoted as saying something along the lines of like we were really bummed out about it but at the same time it made us focus more on the structure and being able to like really tighten it up and I was like, yeah, that it worked out really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really funny about the writer's strike because I didn't watch Supernatural until my last year of college, but uh, I was in high school during the writer's strike and we had to write a paper about current events or something. And I wrote it about the writer's strike, but I had no idea that it was going to be such a uh, important aspect of my life as, a, as an adult who's obsessed with a fictional character. <laughs> uh, I love that. Okay. And let's go to break. <clears throat> yeah. And we're back. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> so okay we all know which episode was my favorite in this era (laughs) yes yes because i was loud and proud about it oh Um, yeah yeah yeah. on the head of a pin uh yes on the head of a pin thank you um so which episode was your favorite that's difficult oh Right. I think I'm going to go with Lazarus Rising. I just because like it is honestly like because I have said I have seen the Supernatural before I watched Lazarus Rising and I didn't stick and I barely remember anything about it, even though it was like first half of season one. Mm -hmm. But I think it's like it was I would say that Lazarus Rising was my first Supernatural episode that I was Mm -hmm. watched like consciously. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, um, Yeah. And I think there is. Like the entire, I think it's like very well written in terms of how the story unfolds. I do enjoy that. There is like enough, enough like um, mystic to it. And like watching somebody come back from the dead, it already like, you know, well, and I am, in a way. 
I love in that episode, like the growing horror that you get as like things happen leading up to meeting this nerdy little guy in a trench coat. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that they're like, what's coming is cosmic. And he's just a dude. Like, in Just ter- a dude. In terms of the hierarchy of angels, he's like a guy. <laughs> you, are all, you are all being coded. Shut up. <laughs> no, not, not that we don't love Cass. Close, close in my heart. But that he, in terms of like the way that angel or the way that the demons talk about him before he shows up, and then what we learn about angels later when you go back and rewatch yeah. it, you're just like, he's, he's just a guy. He's a soldier and he's amazing, but he's not an archangel. Like the way that they talk about him, you'd think it would be Michael yeah. or Raphael or somebody. Yeah, big deal. Yeah, yeah. Especially uh, somebody who was like. Uh, who had to retrieve Dean from hell. So right. it's like a right. big thing, yes. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So then to have this guy, and especially he subverts Dean's expectations too, because Dean is yes, waiting for too. something, um, Dean and Bobby, because they've been reading about angels and... Um, I don't know if they were expecting, you know, a ball of wings with a thousand eyes <laughs> and they'd get a guy <laughs> who's in a trench coat and looks normal and his hair is mussy and it's amazing <laughs> yeah all right so what's your favorite episode in kripke era uh that is so difficult because <laughs> i love on the head of a pin it's beautiful and lazarus rising is just like yeah the build-up that they do and all this stuff is great um one that i also just really enjoy and keep coming back to is death takes a holiday um the one the one where yeah dean has to or no where they uh they cross over an astral project um to uh be able to help the reapers because i've always just really liked the idea of the reapers and i wish that they had gotten more uh more time on screen i just think they were like Mm. a really cool class of celestial beings yeah i absolutely yeah, loved yeah. later on when they used uh reapers as like this means to get to purgatory mm-hmm. and i think the the, the the reaper in question was also like a tra- taxi driver or something in that episode yes yes, yes. It was so much i think fun. the episode was even called taxi driver right yeah yeah um that was season four and now i'm looking at season five uh yeah there's just so many good ones because they, yeah, they just really got it down to. How about how about this question? What is your favorite episode that we did not discuss? Ooh. Oh. Uh, let me go to IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> While you do that, I I have to say, Hammer of the Gods for me. It's not. Oh yes, it's that's not a good one. A, it's not a Destiel episode, but it's one that always stood out to me as in the has problems there's cultural appropriation everywhere yeah but the way that it's shot and the way that it's represented of having all these different gods and stuff and then of course it's gabriel and i love him um yes that's one that i always just come back to and i'm excited to watch because it's just fun yeah it's a good one you want to know what my favorite one is while sally's still looking yeah go ahead it's a terrible life this oh, is what I was a, gonna say. <laughs> I just love it's a terrible life. I love how he's just he's just a little gay man. <laughs> and yeah. I love him for it. I dare you to say to the Jensen to Jensen I will. <laughs> you're gonna see him in you're gonna see him next June, so yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's heard it so much. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad you brought this up because I thought that you guys would cover it because of just the coding and everything yeah. that's going on in that episode. Um, so we can talk about it now. I have to mention this the other day. I don't know what day, but like I came across this post that apparently what Dean is wearing in that episode is just like... The outfit is stolen from Kendall. Like, oh it, it is. I mean, Kendall's did have like the same 
outfit is insane. <laughs> uh, and he's telling Cass that he's junkless. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good one. Lo, 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 lo. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, that that episode. It's iconic. It's iconic. It's just. Yeah, society, if, you know, <laughs> John Winchester wasn't Dean's father, like. Hey, should we talk about the parallels between that Dean and the uh, alternate universe Dean? The uh, one in later seasons who. Um, oh, oh, my oh, God. Right? The <laughs> super, super femme one? Yes. The, the Hunter Hunter With- Corp Dean. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh so my god. <laughs> Wait. If no, he's not wearing a similar shirt. But for a second I was like, what if he's also wearing a shirt with stripes when he shows up <laughs> as Hunter Corp Dean? But he is wearing like a super obvious bracelet and I think his hair's like kind of the same as It's a Terrible yeah. Life yeah, Dean. It's it's pretty. <laughs> oh my god. Um <laughs> And yeah, the similarities between them for that—that's a good—that's a good call. Oh, yeah, I don't know how many like alternate universe deans we have gotten, but like a good chunk of them are gay. Oh, <laughs> <So>. yes, <laughs> flat out gay. Yeah, I mean, well, we all know that 2014 Dean is sleeping with Cass. Oh yeah, <laughs> so there's another one. And in the midst of the apocalypse, still remembering the uh, satin underwear. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, God. Yep. Uh, yeah. We have four alternate universe deans? Three or four? Because then there's um from uh, the Jin episode where he's... Right, yeah. Mary's still alive. Yeah. Um, what is and what yeah, but he, that's still him. That's not really, yeah, not really alternate universe. Yeah. It's just like a projection of, yeah. yeah. I feel like there's another one. I'm sure there are more. I'm sure uh, there are 15 seasons. This is a so. show. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was uh, chatting with a friend the other day, and we connected on supernatural and she was like uh yeah i I have only watched like the first three seasons i was like okay we need to get you caught up and she was like okay (laughs) sure and and she was like how many seasons are there and i was like (laughs) a lot And she was like, oh no, that's awesome. I was like, okay, good. (laughs) Yeah, I always give people like almost like a payment plan for how to watch Supernatural. (laughs) Like, watch seasons one through five. Then there's a cliffhanger, so you'll want to watch season six. Get to at least eight. And then if you keep liking it, keep watching it. But (laughs) yeah, there you go. One through five for sure. And Mm. yeah. I guess to get back to Kripke, you know, he's got a lot of problems, but man, the first five seasons are just, they're just good. They're beautiful. They're just yeah. really good. And if it had ended there, it would have been a good show. And then it kept going and we got more good stuff and then more bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I... <sighs> It's interesting how much say would Kripke have had like in later seasons, even though he wasn't like directly involved with the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like he he's a fucking character on French Mistake. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. And then he's like, murder me. (laughs) (laughs) It's just sort of that that episode. Uh, I believe we're going to be talking about that episode in the next couple of weeks, aren't we? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. 
I, I gotta give him props for at least being like, okay, you guys can murder me and also make fun of me this entire <laughs> episode because he has some quotes on IMDb that make me be like, are you someone who can take a joke? <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, a Kripke era thing that we have discussed in this show, um, but we it is worth bringing up again. Uh, the fact that Castiel's introduction is the same scene that is in the boys between a canonically heterosexual romantic couple. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't watched it. Yes. Oh, I mean, what? I mean, the guy tested, and when it worked, I mean, he didn't didn't test it intentionally. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but. It worked, okay? It's hard <laughs> so not to argue like, Let's with. Let's do it again! <laughs> oh, man. And I believe, uh, for those of you who do not remember, that is season one, episode eight of The Boys. Hey, I have a question. Uh, there was this other show that I have seen gifts of uh, called, like, Dark Angel or something. Jensen was yes. right? <laughs> yes! haven't seen it but is it also by Kripke and the uh, question is because it has the same parallel scene with um not goodbye stranger but uh what uh, the, the, the the mark of Cain I know what you're talking yes. about um no, it is not a Kripke I'm 95 percent yeah. sure it's not a Kripke show but that was directed by the same director yes. those two episodes yes it has like essentially the same scene when yeah. Uh, yeah same shots and everything sh yeah which yeah, we'll yeah. talk about more when we get to that episode but yeah yeah um <laughs> fun fact dark angel was created by james cameron <laughs> oh no yeah. <laughs> uh i remember watching a couple episodes of it because my brother was obsessed with it when we were growing up and he's older so he could find shows like that um so mm -hmm. i kind of want to go back and watch it because not only is jensen ackles in it but so is michael weatherly from ncis okay. <laughs> there are a lot of people who like if if you if you are well versed in television there are a lot of people in dark angel that you're like you're a baby yeah <laughs> i know pretty you. great uh, this is why I why I why it's taking me so much time to get through the first three ep ep seasons of Supernatural because they are all babies. <laughs> they, are. they still have hope it's in hard. their eyes. Yeah. Uh, so okay, here's a question for you, Kate. Um, when you started Supernatural, okay. First of all, we kind of discussed. Sally and I, and in our first episode, how we got into Supernatural. Yeah. How did you get into Supernatural? What was what's your story? Um, it's similar, I think, to you, Sally. Um, you, well, different though because because earlier, but <laughs> it's seeing, seeing similar it, but different, similar but different because I can make words. It's good. Um, I just shouldn't be a podcaster. Um, but, <laughs> I saw it on Tumblr, and I was a big uh, Sherlock and Doctor Who fan. My yes. yeah, I know, right? Uh, I was actually going through my blog, trying to find a specific post that I don't think I actually reblogged. I think I just liked it, so now it's lost forever. Um, <laughs> about It was like a breakdown of the different showrunners' errors, and it was super good, and now I can't find it. But... I went back to my first reblogs about stuff and I had so much Sherlock stuff. And then all of a sudden it was just like supernatural. Also a bunch of personal posts that was like, I'm super depressed. And so it was like, <laughs> yeah, that tracks. Um, but so I started it, I started going back and rewatching it after seeing it on Tumblr and also talking to a couple friends that were like, oh, this is a good show. You should go back and watch it. But for the longest time, I thought Cass had been there the whole time because I was just seeing yes. Destiel posts. And so when yes. I started it, I was like, where is Cass? I love him. This oh. is similar. Yes. 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 So um, what season did you start? To start watching live or to? Yeah. Um, so to 
start watching it live, I caught up and we started watching it at season nine after I'd already started dating Sam. So he'd seen a couple of episodes, but not in chronological order. So we came on for uh, Kane. So Uh, you were just like a year behind me. Oh, really? Okay. Because I started season eight. Okay, nice. Yeah. Um, I think, well, it might have been, I might have, no, it was season nine. Um, which is probably good because if I had been watching Supernatural since it began in 2005, which is when I would have been a oh, freshman I would have given school, up in season six and seven. I would have too, or I would have been like a deeply troubled teenager. <laughs> <laughs> two, yeah, one or the other. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was just very interesting to go back and look at my old posts about like, Oh my god, they're so cute. And then being like, but where is Cass when I'm watching? <laughs> That's half the reason I signed up to watch the show. <laughs> where uh, is Cass? So was the first episode you watched the pilot? Of a, yeah, of it. Okay. Of, of all okay. time, yeah. So I have this funny little story where um I I I had a friend who uh was watching the show before me um and i finally started watching the show and the moment dean showed up i texted her and i was like i like the older brother (laughs) (laughs) he's my favorite (laughs) i i remember feeling that way on my original try to watch it because i was like yeah i'm obviously gonna go for like a taller dude with like longer hair because that's like my type but i i was like i was watching in the middle of like first eight episodes i was like you know what i don't like this guy even though he is <laughs> right? supposed to be my type so yeah yeah um, i i can't remember when it exactly it was because at first i was like if if my brother did this and just showed up out of nowhere without talking to me for like two years and was like, we gotta go hunting, I'd be like, fuck <laughs> off. But then like, yeah, as the show progressed, I was just like, oh yeah, I'm a I'm a Dean girl forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I remember people being like, oh, this is so good, but then me also being a total weenie and not being a big, like, horror fan. So there were definitely Mm. some episodes, like, early on that were actually scary. Mm -hmm. So I'm, like, watching this alone in my apartment while my roommate's gone and being like, hope I don't get murdered by the hook man, which is supposed to take place 20 minutes from where I'm living right (laughs) now. (laughs) That fear was maybe justified, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then when they were like, it's Ankeny, Iowa, and it's like some podunk tiny Canadian town, I'm like, yeah, that's not... So, yeah, and then when Sam and I were re-watching it and he was watching this, he was like, I'm surprised you got through the show because this is not what you normally watch. It's like, the characters were compelling enough, so... I think I think why I never watched it, like, originally, because I have watched... I've been watching TV shows forever, like, since I was little, is because I am usually not the type of person to watch horror. Um mm-hmm. Or go, mm-hmm. and then I think back about like black sales, and <laughs> this is not true anymore. But you know, it yeah. used to be. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Oh man. Any other uh, important things about the Kripke era that we should discuss? Mm, not about Kripke era, but I have a question. Um, yes. Uh, if you could like because these characters they change obviously and everybody writes them differently so mm-hmm. is there uh like which version of for example dean do you prefer the um creepy version the dab version the uh what well whoever let's was do in the middle? dean and Cass, since this is a destiel podcast yeah um for Cass, i would easily go with Kripke era um for Dean though Carver because mm. Carver did uh season eight right mm-hmm. yeah hmm I don't want to like cheat but it's tough to pick because 
it's for me like his progression because he starts in Kripkiera as just like this aloof you know devil may care guy and then he to see him go from that to being like a dad of the son of Lucifer and all these emotional like changes that he has. It's really tough, but I, I agree that like OG Cass, I love, I love like sweet domestic later Cass, but OG Cass just yeah. has that, like that raw power aspect. Yeah. And he's, he's like, he's like electrified. And, not and, domesticated and, yet yes yes, yes he's not <laughs> domesticated yes exactly that's you are correct man yes. he is he is a feral force of celestial power <laughs> i have i have actually like never thought about this much but uh, i was listening to misha's panel earlier today and um he was talking about like metatron giving cast uh the whole like pop culture knowledge mm-hmm. and how it was like kind of a big deal Mm-hmm. And yeah. it is a big deal, and I'm glad that for Misha it was also a big deal. But it's not really addressed as a big deal in the show, right? Like there yeah, is yeah. no, oh, you know this, this now, and you know the whatever, you know, like you understand all the references and things like that. And I would also say that uh, I think he, I mean, the thing you said, like about the earlier seasons being pure. It's for me, it's like I feel before that happened and Metatron gave him all, all his knowledge, he was more true to himself as a mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. I, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy that, uh, yeah, that, uh, that the way he's raw and kind of, you know, yeah, also rough yeah. on edges, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has, I, yeah, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, no, no, I also love the domesticated version in later seasons. <laughs> yes, uh, so much. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh man, I think I think I also agreed that, even though I tried to punt it earlier, but like earlier seasons, Dean, but also Carver Dean, that's tough. Um, because yeah, he just has this, you know, it's all just very feral <laughs> well and yeah. i'll be honest that probably part of the reason why i love carver dean so much is because that was the first season that i was watching live mm-hmm. and it was just it was so exciting to you know to i know there are lots of uh debates about how television is done these days with like, you know, whether it's better to just drop the whole season and binge it or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but I personally enjoy shows that only drop an episode a week and you get that anticipation throughout the upcoming week for the next episode. And you're just, you know, especially when you're involved with the fandom because, you know, fix are flying everywhere and, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's, there's this, uh, this electricity in the air when you have to wait between episodes as opposed to when you just binge an entire thing in one sitting and then you're just sort of like, okay, I'm going to go do something else now. And because yeah. it gives you like a, like a span of time, like window to think about it and really understand what's going on. Exactly. It, it doesn't happen yeah. when you watch the entire season in one go. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's interesting how, uh, even though like I love Deb era cast, uh, maybe not as much as Kripke era, but um, I absolutely hate Deb era Dean. <laughs> like... That is the worst. I know thing. you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most mostly because of uh, how he treats Jack. We have I have uh, mentioned this before. Yeah, um, and I think it's very uncharacteristic. Even though like there is a lot of stuff going with Mary, who is back, and then she's dead again, and I get all that. But like in my head, it doesn't justify. It wouldn't affect Dean that lives in my head yeah. the way it affects Dean on the show. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, interestingly, uh, I also, I would say that Carver-era uh, Dean is um, also my favorite. I think it's, like, the closest to the early feral Dean, you know? Yeah. 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 He's, but, that's a good point. But a, mo- a lot more, like, 
or less de- developed like emotionally i don't know more or less but yeah. he's different yeah. you know yeah he's he's older um, and has more to look back on so he when he goes to purgatory and he be, is able to like just be this also animal basically yeah it's a contrast i think he i also, think he has like admitted some things to himself during that time oh, yeah so he is like yeah. he is angry because of that and also but like also not opposed to be more expressive about it in a yes. way yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 also he is fucking gorgeous in that season oh yeah True. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the Henry Cavill effect of griming up good for sure. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, and also like he's tan and his hair is immaculate and it's just oh I think maybe Crowley had something to do with that. A hundred percent. I mean, after all this, I'm still like thinking about it and, and I think if I have had to choose like one season where I like both of them the best it would still be like Kripke era right yeah I mean, yeah um, it's weird because I fucking hate Kripke but oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have another question before this is over uh and I, I I think I saw the other day a post about like um how would you combine like different castes and different deans to make like their rela- relationship like the most Ooh. feral version of them like which one of them would wor- work great together and which one of them like wouldn't get along at all yeah and i'm thinking about the feral version of cast from like kripke era and then like mark of kane dean i mean that would yeah. have been very oh, horny no. <laughs> <laughs> and like very deadly yeah. yeah and uninhibited yes yes yeah because of things that happen with crowley that are as canon as they will as they will get on <laughs> fucking show. But also, I'm thinking about even though like I haven't don't know much about it. Like only the characterization I have gotten from like fanfics that are based around the first three seasons. But I'm also like thinking about that era Dean with human cast, and it oh, just yeah. makes me very sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, what are your your picks or your ideas? Oh man, no, I I have to agree with you, Mark Cain and Kripke era. That oh, yeah, that that's excellent. <laughs> that that would go some places. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> through a wall, yes, through a wall. I would oh, love yeah. to see. I would love to see domesticated, like Dab era Cass, with Kripke era Dean. I was about to say that he would be so. Dean would be like, "What do I do with this?" <laughs> yeah, and 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 domesticated Cass would be all like, "Oh, honey." <laughs> Basically, Mike, she's character from Good Omens, right? <laughs> Uh, oh man yeah i think i think also like if uh if dean uh the dean uh the grieving dean in season is it 12 or 13 13. yeah 13 met uh cast from uh the end Uh (laughs) that would be yeah that would be awful (laughs) yeah Oh, man. Oh, man. I love it. Okay. Well, this has been Heller Radio. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Nora Rose. I am Sally. And I'm Kate. Oh, Oh, sound editing is by Josh. And music is by Kalua. Give them hell, Hellers. Let me cry.